the consumers should be and must be the ones that we're listening first and understand what they're looking for when it comes to engage or to purchase your brand. I think you need to be honest. You need to go to the to the point of sale, see how they shop. You need to see them outside outside our consumer behavior. In order for you to tailor your brand according to the need of our consumers, you have to listen then and why not co-create it with them you know, what is next for, for the brand. Focused on wellness. Besides the surprising element, how can influencer marketing help brands not to be the traditional marketing and actually get the consumer's attention? When you have a clear purpose, when your communication, your innovation is tied to that purpose, that makes marketing so much easier. Genovese, founder and CMO of Amazon Power Influencer Marketing Agency, and this is our Influencer Marketing Uncover podcast. Before we start, I wanted to share with you some great news. I'm very thrilled to announce that from now on, we will be having new guest hosts coming in for every episode from our very own Amazon Power team. Today, I'm here with my lovely Helen Catherine. Helen is our marketing manager at Imaging Power, and together we are super excited and happy to be joined by Ulysses Hamidis, general manager for North America Water Portfolio at the Coca-Cola Company. With over 17 years of experience in the food and beverage industry, managing some of the most beloved brands from Coca-Cola, such as Dasani and Smart Water. Ulysses has led the innovation and growth strategy for brands across Central and North America. Helen, welcome to MG Power Influencer Marketing Uncover Podcast. Hi, my. Hi, everybody. I am super, super happy for being here today, joining you guys and welcoming a super special guest that is coming all the way from Atlanta to discuss with us how food and beverage brands can tap into wellness without being cliche. So Ulysses, I'd like to thank you for being here with us today, for joining our Influencer Marketing Uncovered podcast. Uh, and I'd like to start asking you, how are you today? And if you could talk a little bit about yourself and your experience to our audience. Yeah, so thank you, Myra and Helen. Great to be here in, in your podcast. Thank you for the invite and, and the conversation. Looking forward to having an interesting topic to talk about. Um, so as you said, my name is Ulysses Ramirez. I'm the head for water in North America, Coca-Cola. I've been with the Coca-Cola company for many years. Uh, I've been doing this role for almost a year now. And before this role, I used to lead the water category globally, um, which was a fantastic role because it gave me the opportunity to understand how the water industry and how consumers look from one market to another. Uh, previous to that, I come from the Mexico and Latam business unit, uh, where I worked with the company in multiple roles. Um, I'm a proud father of four kids. Uh, I love outdoors. Uh, I used to be a marketing professor a couple of years ago, so, so really love to, to engage with people, to engage with students and be up to date. So happy to be here. Amazing, Ulysses. So you're a father of four kids. That's correct. I have, wow. yeah, I have two teenagers, one almost a teenager, and then an amazing seven-year-old boy. 
Okay, amazing. So after this podcast, please tell me your secret how to balance, you know, work life with being, you know, a parent. I have just one really wanted to grow my family, but sometimes I go like, oh my God, how do I do that? But then we, we you can give me your secrets uh, after our conversation. I don't, I'm not sure if I'll have a secret. <laughs> uh, I really need to thank my wife because she's a magic that just makes everything happen. Oh, lovely, lovely, very good. Uh, and Elise is just echoing here what Helen said. Thank you so much for being here with us and all the way from Atlanta. So very grateful for having you as uh, as our guest. Uh, so today, like we have so much, you know, to to discuss, and, and we really wanted to engage you uh, with, you know, this conversation about the amazing work that you have been doing uh, for Coca Cola as a company, and most recently with the water brand. So I think like to kick off our conversation, I would love to kind of, you know, uh, coming with the element, what is the key element for the marketing strategy over the water portfolio? So you have been able to achieve like an incredible growth uh, since you have, you know, joined uh, the water brands from Coca-Cola and we have been seeing how much active the brand is on engaging with influencers on with big celebrities so I'd like to know a little bit more about the overall strategy of the brand and then you know going from there the impact of the celebrities and influencers are having within your strategy that's certainly so uh, without sounding cliche but I think Great marketing strategy really comes from listening to consumers. And, and I think what we've tried to do at Coke and what I try to do as a marketer is always have the consumer at the core and understanding what are their concerns, what are they looking for, what are the new trends, what is happening out there in terms of culture, in terms of life. And really when you understand consumers and you understand the way they're engaging with your brand, the way they're engaging with your category. I think that's what makes us a successful marketing strategy. Uh, what we've tried to do over the, over the past few months and years with, with the water category is really trying to understand those trends, understand what consumers want. And part of our innovation and part of our communication has to do with that. So again, without sending to shape, but definitely having the consumer at the core is important. Um, to your question on, on influencers and celebrities, um, I think I always try to think on celebrities and influencers as building a relationship with your brand. And then that relationship is something that helps us bring to life a message from our brand or an innovation in, in, in some of our cases. And I think having that relationship and, and something that is true, that's what really makes that influential uh, message relevant, right? Um, I learned many years ago in my career that whenever you, you, you match with someone, they need to like your brand, right? They need to actually be consumers. They need to share the same values that you have with your brand. I made a mistake many years ago when, when we have an, an endorsement who didn't really like our brand, right? And it's tough because consumers see that, right? They, they understand that it's not a true relationship. So since back then, I've always tried to, to build relationships with influencers or celebrities that are true to our brand. I love the fact that you said about listening to your consumers is one of your key, you know, strategy and elements when it comes to deciding what will be the communication of, of your brand. 
what is the tool when you have to listen to your consumer? How do you do that as a brand? Uh, do, you do, do, do you do that listening through social or you have a platform or you engage then with you know, online events? What is like the best? Because we, we know that the, the consumers sh should be and must be, right? The, the ones that we're listening first and understand what are their wishes, what they're looking for when it comes to engage or to purchase your brand. So what is the best strategy when we have to listen to our consumers? How do you guys do that? So what I've learned in, in, from my career is you need all of those, every single one that you mentioned. I think uh, usually we tend to think on focus groups. I think those are important if, if you want to understand some things, but I think you need to be on the street. You need to go to the, to the point of sale. You need to understand, watch people, uh, interact with them, see how they shop. You need to see them outside, outside their consumer behavior and just see them on, on an average day. Uh, we have strategies like this diaries or diaries, and which are important. Um, of course, a lot of, lot of social listening is good because it gives you a lot of idea on what are the trends, what are people talking about. Uh, so I, my understanding is, or, or my experience is, using multiple channels to understand what's in consumers' minds is the best way to understand that. And, and I would also add customers, right? Sometimes our customers have great insights into what is happening in terms of behaviors, in terms of shifts, in terms of concerns, and, and they provide really good insights uh, from a shopper perspective. So also listening to our customers is important. And, and, and do you, when you like, cause like we've been, you know, seeing a lot of like brands co-creating right with their own customers and co-created with influencers and i think this will we will continue to see more of that right so because the consumers they as as you said like they they know what they're looking for when it comes to you know to engage with your brand so so in order for you to you know uh tailor your brand according to the need of our consumers you have to listen then and why not co-create it with them you know, what is next for, for the brand? How do you see the co-creation element when it comes to listening to your consumers as well as, well as working with talents and, and celebrities? That, that is a great point. Um, again, I think, and co-creation can, can have multiple angles, right? So you can look at it from a product perspective, you can look at it from a communication perspective, from a messaging perspective. Um, I think that whenever you want to build a relationship with an influencer, or a celebrity, as, as we discussed, you need to be open to that co-creation and to that partnership, right? Because uh, that, that's the only way that that relationship is gonna come true. And it's gonna be easy for consumers to, to understand and, and to relate and to be authentic, to be honest. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think co-creating content, and, and I'll probably talk a little bit about that, is, is extremely important, right? Um, you need to build a dialogue with the influencer and the celebrity, but then you need to leave them space for them to react, for them to propose, and for them to tailor the content, tailor the message according to their values, according to the way they talk. I think we, we, we sometimes fall into the trap of trying to say things the way we want to say them, but I think whenever you engage with a partner, you need to let yourself go a little bit and then just leave that message to the influencer, uh, to the celebrity, so that they can talk about it in their own ways. That's why building that relationship is so important, because that's the only way that, that you can make that message come, come to life in a true and sincere way. 
Amazing, Ulysses. I'd like to go back a bit in the discussion uh, because you've mentioned celebrities and we've been talking here so far between celebrities and influencers. And we know that since the rise of influencer marketing, there's been a lot of discussion around the power of celebrities compared to the, the power of digital influencers. So I'd like to know what is your perspective about these two powerful digital marketing tools? How do you see the differences between celebrities and influencers? And how do you think that both, if both can support brands and how do you think that this can happen? Ah, that's a good and loaded question. Um, Cause yeah, it, it's, I think it's a debate. So, I mean, the way I see it, uh, definitely a celebrity probably helps drive more awareness and more scale, right? And because and, in the end, a celebrity, at least you aim at someone who is recognizable by most of the public or your consumer. And I think that's the role of a celebrity or a sponsorship, right? Something that can give you that broad awareness. Um, but you also need to look at, at what I mentioned, the true relationship. I think influencer marketing is extremely relevant when you want to get a little bit deeper into culture, when you want to get deeper into, into a more frequent communication and having different points of views. Um, I think that having a single celebrity is tough as a brand. I think the more uh, influencers or the more relationships you're able to build with your brand, then it's a better way to bring your message to different audiences. So really I, what I think on influencers is, they help you tap into multiple audiences, while a celebrity probably gives you this, this big awareness on, on an overall population. Yeah, definitely. And especially touching on the, the co-creation aspect that we've been talking about. I think influencers, they because they have this genuine relationship with the audience, so it seems to be easier for brands to understand what the audience wants as well with the influencers, because they have this closer relationship as well, right? Oh, completely. I mean, with an influencer, you definitely need to let go, right? So, so, so you need to talk to them, uh, get your message on what you want them to, to say about your brand and understand what they are passionate about, about your brand, because I think that that is important. And then just let them, let them connect in, and, and communicate in whatever way they want, once you have that, that good relationship with your brand. That's why I think it's very important, at least in, in consumer products and maybe every industry, that the influencer you choose is actually a consumer of your brand and is someone who is engaged with your values because then they can speak to, to, to their daily habits and, and they can speak to in a very natural and authentic way. And like you mentioned about like good point from Helen about the celebrity versus the influencer because I can see that it's something that smart waters you guys do that very 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 well so you engage with a lot of influencer but then on the other side you engage with big celebrities like gal gadot so she's you know a huge celebrity and he's she's being you know a, an incredible you know addition to to your brand and we can see the engagement and awareness that she's bringing to the product so then of course, we're talking about, you know, different levels of investments here, right? When you have an investment of an influencer versus when we have an investment of a big celebrity like, like her. So how do you, like, when it comes to, to analyticals, right? In, 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 when it comes to ROI on investment with a big celebrity, because they will bring the awareness, as, as you mentioned, but not necessarily the conversion, right? Whereas with the influencers, we can measure 
a little bit more when it comes to conversion because they, they as you said we are talking about with culture and niches right when especially when it comes to the mid tiers and the micro influencers throughout the past year we we saw here as an agency that those tiers of influence especially mid and micro they are driving much more conversion when it comes to mega or macro influencers so we'd like to go back on that ROI and how do you measure success when you come to engage with celebrities of that level of Gal Gadot? That's, that's a great question. And I think there's always a debate on, on that. Um, I think it's, I mean, it's, it's when you have many things going on in a brand, and, and, and I'll use Smart Water as an example. When you have innovation, when you have point of sale, when you have influencers, when you have celebrity, when you have all of those things going on, it's, it's hard to kind of, put pieces apart and understand what's really driving the brand when you have a good momentum. Um, so we try and do some of that. Uh, I think there's no perfect science on trying to understand exactly what is driving what. We do measure in terms of uh, our consumers relating to the celebrity, our consumers relating to the influencer. Is the celebrity bringing something to the brand? Is, is that celebrity creating some of the awareness that, that we want to and then is that awareness actually driving purchase and, and behavior for consumers? So, I mean, to your question, I think there's no perfect science behind that. Um, honestly, what, what we, with, with brands so complex, we try and see if all the efforts that we're putting behind the brand are actually having a positive momentum. Uh, so far, we've had a tremendous year with, with Smart Water. It's, it's, it's a market leader in terms of what we call the premium enhanced waters in North America. So we're in a very, very good momentum. And, and we believe that the marketing mix that, that we have is having is having success. No, absolutely. Uh, I, I would love if we could have, you know, a science, you know, behind all of that. Because like, especially like we as an agent working with so many different, you know, uh, type of clients and industry. So all these questions always come up to us, especially because the investment of, you know, of a celebrity or even an influencer program, we need to provide, you know, at least a minimum of, you know, prediction of, you know, ROI and results. But it's true, we don't, as to your point, there's no science behind that yet. So let's see what the, what's the future holds for the, you know, for that element of the industry, right? And I think it's tougher in, in, in CPG brands, right? Yeah. Where, where some of the transactions or most of the transactions are not happening on e-commerce. Most of the transactions are happening at the store, on the streets. So it's really hard to, to try and distill what drove that person to purchase your brand at that precise moment. Was it the big celebrity? Was it the influencer on Instagram? Was it the point of sale message? I mean, it, it's hard to, to really distill what is the impact, uh, but we try and we try and measure in, in the best way possible. I think always when you look at different markets, because we have different execution levels across markets, and that comparison between market A and market B is something that also sometimes helps us understand a little bit more on what is driving some specific markets. Yeah, no, and I think you guys, in terms of when it comes to to the celebrities, of course, the influencers as well. But me personally, I think the two big celebrities that you have uh, recently, which is Pete Davidson, and you know, I think he's very authentic. So great choice. I wouldn't myself picture him doing a collaboration with you guys, but now that he did, 
it makes a perfect sense and it's very, very authentic and engaging. So it's, it's all about as well, you know, going to find, you know, the right ambassador for the brand, but also that can bring that element of surprise for your consumer, right? Right. I think uh, something that, that, that we always try to do is precisely find, find celebrities or ambassadors, as, as we sometimes call them, that engage with the brand and, and bring that uniqueness, right? And I think uh, Gal is very true. She's, she's a fantastic actress. She's a fantastic person. And I think she, she brings this glamour to the brand that, that it's been a brand always anchored in, in style. So she brings that. Um, and I think Pete brings a little bit of a refresher to the brand. Uh, and I think both in tandem work extremely well for, for the brand, plus, plus the influencers that, that, that we use. I think it's always good for, uh, and, and there, I'm going to put probably a little bit debate. There's debate always on, should you stay with, with a single celebrity or should you try and have different ones? Um, I think it's always good to have consistency and to build those relationships with, with people who are personifying your brand. That, that's critical. But I also think it's, it's good to have a pool of people who can represent uh, the different consumers behind your brand and can represent some of those passions. So I think we have a, we've reached a good balance today in, in what we have with, with the brand. So, and we're happy with the results. Amazing, Ulysses. I'd like to ask, uh, we, t we talked about the surprising element and just going back to our topic focused on wellness, because I know that this is a topic that we've been reading a lot recently, especially after the pandemic here, and many brands are trying to tap into it. And you've might have mentioned the surprising element. I'd like to know if there are any other elements that you think that can help brands actually tap into this, this wellness uh, environment, let's put it this way, this, this big industry that has been growing since, especially in the last years. So besides the surprising element, how can influencer marketing uh, help brands in that sense so as not to be the traditional marketing and actually get the consumer's attention in that sense? Yeah, that's a good question. So uh, I'll start first with, with kind of the topic we talked about authenticity, right? And, and referencing probably against more water. I think being authentic to your brand is something that is critical. In the case of Smart Water, we were always born as, as a brand that tried, that tried to promote wellness and healthy hydration. And that's why we have a, our vapor distilled process. That's why we have a unique blend of electrolytes. So we have been anchored in that, in that space. And that's the reason why the brand, brand was born. So I think we've tried to continue to that. And to your point, I think the current context that, that we're living in with COVID and, and all the changes, has just enhanced some of the awareness that consumers have behind, behind wellness. And I think we, as a brand, we have been very well positioned to continue talking about wellness because we have been doing that for the last 15 years. So the, there's that message on authenticity. And then on, on, on the influencers, again, I think we go back to, let's, we tie with people who are actually relevant in, in, this, in this context and share the same values with our brand. Uh, and of course, there's always the, the, the business point of view on do we want to talk about a specific theme? Do we want to tackle a specific market? And some of the influencers are more relevant in one market versus the other. So if we want to dial up our, our relationship in a specific market, then we try and look for influencers that, that are relevant within, within that market. Uh, but I think it, it really goes back to, to authenticity. Uh, 
to your question on how can a brand tap into this. I think if a brand hasn't been talking about wellness and then all of a sudden there's, there's a big shift, consumers will know this, right? And, and they will know that, that it's not true. Uh, a change in position, it's, it's hard, it's tough. It's something that can be done over time. I mean, we've seen many brands doing that successfully, but I think it requires, if, if you're changing a positioning and it's something that your brand isn't talking about so much, then it requires a consistency in terms of years to try and build that authenticity. You think, you think this is uh, related to the purpose, the real purpose of the businesses? Because, yeah, sometimes businesses try to tap into some trends. And I think the consumers, they are very aware of if, if the business is actually purpose-driven or not, just tapping into a trend. So from what you're saying, I believe this is very connected to the purpose of the brand, right? And this, this needs to be built along the years. This is not just a trend. Purpose is critical, and I think it's more critical than ever, right? And, and the conversations out there, we've seen how big companies, big brands have moved into, into more purpose. Um, I think you need to be true to that purpose. And, and I think that if a brand doesn't have a purpose, then that brand is going to be challenged because uh, consumers see right through it, right? And I think more and more consumers want that authenticity. They want brands who actually say what they mean and they act according to what they say and are true and uh, I think it's more critical than ever especially in, the, in these times and I think that eases marketing a lot right when you have a clear purpose when your communication your innovation is tied to that purpose and that is irrelevant for consumers then that makes marketing so much easier Uh, Ulysses, because like we like we can see right that you know uh, with your water portfolio, like you guys are really really typing into to the you know to the wellness and really like contributing to that healthy lifestyle. That how important it is, you know, especially nowadays. So, do you think that being a purpose driven brand, having your purpose very well defined? you like you guys as a brand can really shape and getting your consumer to be more healthy and changing their behavior based on the contribution that you're doing for your brand through your messaging? Oof, again, that's a very <laughs> good and deep question. Um, I, I'll, I'll try and break that apart a bit. A bit. I think Yes, a brand with a, with a purpose, it's, it's definitely going to resonate and be more relevant with consumers. And, and actually a brand with a purpose is going to last longer and, and it's a brand that, that it's going to be easier to market. Now, to your point on can a brand with purpose try and shift behavior? I think oof, we can talk extensively about that. I think... I'll try and revert that a little bit and think on, it will go back to your purpose, right? So, so, so I think the intent of a brand shouldn't really be changing behavior, but it should be having a purpose that is relevant for people. And then people should be um, attached or people should be attracted to that purpose if they believe it makes sense for them. I think roles can have the power to change behavior. And I think we've seen that throughout, throughout times. Uh, but I honestly think that, that a brand's role shouldn't be to change behavior. It should be to enable a consumer need. It should be to enable something that consumers are, are looking for rather than trying to shift. 
Yeah, no, no, totally. I just like totally agree with 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 you, because we see that, of course, like we are uh, going through a big change in in the world, right? With our planet, you know, how we're looking to our planet. What is the contribution that we as a consumer can have when it comes to climate change, or even with our own mental health, the, our habits when it comes to health, and we can see that there's a lot of brands out there that is not trying to change behavior, but I see like as more like educating consumer, let's say, right? More educational, right? I don't want to change your behavior, but I wanted to perhaps trying to educate you what is actually good for you, for your health. Like you can see like skincare brands, that big shift from being a simple skincare brand and being a clean beauty skincare brand, right? Because being healthy and having the wellness and not just about of what you eat, right? And what you drink, but also about what you're using on your skin. So it's kind of the whole, you know, is your whole body and it's all your molecules and cells there that you have to be taking care. So I think it's, it's uh, to your point, like my, my personal view is just like not to change behavior, but trying to educate consumer on a better choice, right? Yeah, I think that's a great point, and, and, and I'll use sustainability as, as a good example. I think uh, we know sustainability continues to be a concern on, on everyone, right? Uh, planet, climate change, uh, and we can have a debate on, on different points of views, but, but it, is, it is happening and it is a concern. And, and I think that what a brand can do is, is try to facilitate and help people navigate through that concern. Right, so, so in our case, when we use RPT or recycled PET in some of our bottles, the, what we're trying to do is, is recovering those bottles and then putting them back again into, into drinking bottles so we don't create waste. And that's kind of the vision that, that we have as a company to create a world without waste. Now for consumers, what we try to do is facilitate that, right? So, so if, if you as a consumer have a concern, then what we try to do as, as, as a company is make that easier for you. Because you want to recycle, but maybe you don't know why. So we try to facilitate that. And I think that that's a great example. It's how do we as brands and purposeful brands try to make it easier for you as a consumer to solve your concerns or to solve your needs? No, it's absolutely. I think sustainability, like as you said, is being like, you know, a very important subjective uh, nowadays. Uh, so it's uh, it is incredible to see like how many brands are you know typing into it and trying to be you know rather than as as we just got here changing behavior push for you know uh, a, a consumer to purchase brand but also how to how do you balance that right that communication like being of course at the end of the day brands especially consumer brands we are looking for sales right but how to engage for sales, but being, you know, strategically and very purpose-driven when it comes to your messaging, I think is the, is the key, uh, you know, for, 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 for any brand. Uh, and Ulysses, I saw as well for, you know, for the portfolio of water that you have a lot of UGC content. And this is amazing. You know, it's like, it's so many brands trying to type into like, how do we do how do we create a strategy for UGC? How do we leverage from, you know, user-generated content? So tell us a little bit about your strategy for UGC because it is very good. So I was having a look earlier today and there's so many, you know, content out there about smart water that you can see that is not paid. It's very organic. So very curious to know more about that. 
So I think, again, when you have such a fantastic brand and, and a loved brand, as we call it, it's easier to, to create that or to uh, or have consumers just engage with your brand, right? And, and I think that's what I really enjoy about working with a brand like Smart Water and some of the other brands. Uh, because when you put a message out there and, and when you try and, and when you try to invite consumers on your point of view and you see they, they take that point of view, that, that's just fantastic. Overall, just keeping that, that relationship with your brand true, trying to keep your values of your brand true, trying to remind consumers why your brand is important, that I think creates that engagement. And then just when you constantly communicate to consumers, then that's how they, they, they start creating some of that content. Um, I think it's, it's, it's a strategy that goes back to how uh, loved or how, what is the relationship that consumers have built with your brand. So a lot of what we try and do is try and make sure that we continue to have a robust relationship between our consumers and our brand. And how do you engage with your consumer that are creating UGC content? Do you normally uh, reach to them and like, how do you leverage from their content and how to build relationship with user-generated content? Because at the end of the day, there are normal people that love your brand, love your product, and they're posting exactly what you said because they love the brand and they're a big fan of the water. I myself, by the way, is one of my favorite water. I'm not just saying because you're here, but I would easily create a content and post if, if I feel like, because it's, it's when you love a brand, you just do it very, very naturally. But how to leverage from that and how to engage with that you know normal consumer that is just promoting your brand just because they feel genuine about you know the love for the product and, and wanted to be out there and, and, and talk about it. Well, I think so like any other major brand or company, we do have a social center that manages those relationships. Um, sometimes we're not able to talk to everyone, right? Uh, but, but we try and build a relationship with whomever tries to engage with our brand. We do reach out to, to some of them, uh, depending on, 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 on whether, where they are, blah, blah, blah. We can, we can sometimes engage in, with more product. I mean, we, we try and build those, those relationships. Ships, uh, through our social centers. So yes, we, we, we have a team that, that manages those relationships and tries, tries to maintain our consumers engaged behind our brand. Uh, but, but I think it, it, it really the key strategy is how do you keep putting messages out there that, that consumers engage with so that they can continue the conversation. And how do you see now the like, like moving a little bit from, you know, from, you know, influencer celebrates much going more towards the social platforms. Like we have been seeing like, especially right after pandemic year, we're still like going through, you know, uh, COVID is still here, but we saw last year that with the self-isolation and, you know, the quarantines and the lockdowns that, you know, consumer and people, they went, you know, heavily on, on social and creating content and the time spent on social increased in 50%. So, and then we saw the, the, the rise of TikTok and Snapchat is back big time. And then, you know, we have tweets and then Twitter is adding more tools like, like Clubhouse. So there's a lot of platforms out there and each platform giving you a different you know, tool to engage with your consumer. How are you as a brand when it comes to your strategy of social platforms? How, how do you see that so many platforms and social platforms out there and how to engage 
with each of them and be right about because the messaging has to be different right so you cannot repurpose message of a content on instagram to twitter so you have to tailor that so how do you guys approach when it comes to social media strategy so yeah, um so we have a creative team who who specializes on that right and and I mean, probably like, like any other big company, we, as a brand, we define what we want to say, right? And, and what we want to say has to do whether we have an innovation or whether there's something culturally happening or what is the context and how we want to approach that context. And then that goes through our creative strategy lead and that creative strategy lead then in turn works with our social center to make sure that the big message that we want to get through ladders all the way down and, and then gets tailored to your point to each of the specific social platforms and each of the collaborations that we have. So it, it's a complex process, many people involved, right? Uh, and, and I think previous to, or going back to what we were saying, there's a point where you just let go a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. like, like, like you have a clear strategy of what you want to say and tell, but then you're not going to be monitoring exactly every single social post with the influencer that you're going to do because it just becomes tough. So going back to, to if you have a clear strategy, you have those influencers or you have those social platforms identified with the context, with a strategy, with a, with a relationship, then you just let go and, and, and have that magic happen. But there's a lot of people working on it. Amazing. And then I TikTok. What is your view on TikTok? So personal and, and companies. So per company, we haven't engaged formally with TikTok yet. I think we're, we're trying to figure that out. Personally, I think it's a very engaging platform. Like, like my kids love it. I, I think they, they, they are able to provide different type of content. So you can find almost anything you, you wonder. I think it's a very, very engaging platform. No, it is. And I think for, for, for the water portfolio that like smart water look like, especially because like the messaging around wellness and healthy, this is a huge trend uh, on, on, on TikTok right now. So great opportunity, definitely uh, for a brand like yours uh, there, if you wanted to type into the consumer of the, the, gen, the gen Zers, right? Because they're very active that and they're very outspoken when it comes to being healthy and, you know, engaging with brands that has uh, a great purpose behind like you. Yeah, all the content that you see in TikTok relating to, to, to our brand is UGC. Which is uh, so that just, just talks about like like how people engage with the brand and how they like the brand. Uh, so yeah, I love I love just to go in there and scroll a bit and and and, and see consumers how they interact with the brand. Yeah, so that's why I, I asked because I went to TikTok and and I used the hashtag of Smart Water and I saw a lot of content and like wow they are doing great on tiktok and now you're telling me that's all you just see so maybe you don't need to go to a big investment on tiktok because you already have an incredible presence there yeah, yeah it talks about the brand right it's just it's it's a brand that that engages on on the day-to-day -day with, with consumers uh it's a brand that hydrates extremely well so consumers get engaged so yeah we love to see those reactions and what's the most amazing about this for me, in, in, from my perspective, is that we're talking about a very simple product. I mean, we're talking about water and uh, it's amazing how you combine uh, innovation with a relatable product. 
and make it easy for people to, for, for the consumers to create the, these contents. So we were talking about content. I was wondering how, how do you make it, how do you make relatable and innovative content with um, a simple product like water and tap into these, these specific um, topics like wellness, like lifestyle, like uh, mental health? How, how do you tap into these topics with such a simple product and such a powerful and relatable product as well? So um, I'll, I'll break the question in two, and, and I can get passionate about water. <laughs> and and yeah, water is a simple product, but not all waters are the same. And, and when like I've been I've been working in, in the water industry for a while, and when you start learning more about the industry, you understand that water is not water. There's very very different types of waters, right? And I think what's unique about smart water is that that we follow a process which is different from, from some of the other waters out there, right? We, we use vapor distillation to purify water and that makes our, our, our brand completely clean and pure. So we're actually the purest brand out there. And then we add back electrolytes for taste. And that's why Smart Water has such a clean and crisp and unique taste because we have a unique blend of electrolytes. So even if it's, if it's just water, we, we, we follow a process to make our, our water so unique and that's why the brand when it was born it was named smart water because it was made in a different in a different way just following um inspiration from the clouds and, and i don't want to minimize some of or, or or talk bad about some of the other water brands because there's a huge source water business which which i'm very very respectful of uh, i think those brands tell a different story of the source and the minerals that that the water acquires through the aquifers it's a fantastic business and, and the water, I'm very respectful of that business. We have some of those businesses with Coca-Cola, with some amazing source water brands. But I think Smart Water is a unique brand in, in that sense. And I think just having that portfolio of, of water is, is, is what can offer choice to consumers. Um, so going to your point on then, you, you take this product and then how do you tap? I think uh, the way Smart Water was born, and that's why it's not such a simple product, it, it has a unique blend of electrolytes. And that's what gives Smart Water a unique taste. And, and when you talk to consumers, when you engage with them, that is one of the key benefits they see. And, and so they know our water is different. They know it's not the same water that, that you're buying out there. They know it's not tapped water. They know there's something more in, in our water, which, which it is. And that's why Smart water is smart, right? So, so, so a lot of the engagement that we have is, be, is behind that. And then what we've tried to do with, with our innovation is tap on that enhancement that we already have in our base water, and then just keep adding enhancements that make sense to the consumers, right? So we have an antioxidant version, uh, which, which I think is actually one of my favorite. Uh, we have a smart water alkaline, because we know that that's a big trend in terms of people who who like alkaline water. Um, we have a wellness platform, right? So, so we added uh, adaptogens like ashwagandha or ginseng or, or dandelion because we know that, that that's a big trend. So we, we, what we've tried to do with, with water is, is, is make it probably a little bit more complex. And that's how we've tried to address some of this, of this wellness concerns, uh, but at least, but also, sorry, make it drinkable, right? So we, we make products that you can drink every single day that hydrate you because we know the importance that it is for people to be hydrated uh, 24 7. It is a, that's a, a good point I think it is it is a water but it's 
how you guys are educating the consumer about the importance of being hydrated. I think is it is that it is show that it's not a simple product, right? Is 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 a is a is a main drink that every human being should be aware of, which is that gives you the hydration that everybody needs. And I think the way you guys as a brand communicate that through your campaigns, through your messaging and the simplicity of the message that is very straight to the point. It, I, I think it is, uh, it is, uh, it is incredible. Ulysses, we could stay here talking for one more hour because we, this is why we love our podcast because we have guests like you where we can, you know, deep dive into so many different, you know, topics about the industry and get to learn, you know, from 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 brands like Smart Water and and professionals like you. Uh, so thank you so much for for the time. It has been a great conversation. Uh, Helen, thank you so much for joining me today as a, as a co-host. And Ulysses, hope you have enjoyed. And uh, well done and congratulations for the wonderful work that you have been doing for Coca-Cola company as a role. So very, very inspirational. Well, thank you for the time. It was great having the conversation. Thanks, thanks for inviting me. And yeah, appreciate the time. Thank you so much. And then for everyone that's here listening to us today, thank you once again for being with us here at Imaging Power Influencer Uncover Podcast. And then please don't forget to sign up for our Spotify, for our Apple, Amazon, and of course, YouTube. So thank you so much for listening and we appreciate the time and stay tuned for our next episode. And thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you again, Helen and Ulysses. It has been a pleasure. Thank you.